everybody, Jeff Antoniak here. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. Well, today uh, the video is called Get Off the Root. And uh, I know I sound like, you know, like an old jazz guy yelling at kids to get off my lawn. But uh, I think at some point it's worthy of me to yell at you guys to get off the root. And now bass players amongst all the instruments, as always, these videos are for everybody. But this is, you know, kind of one that we could focus at the bass players, although we all have this issue. Now, it's a developmental thing. If we see a C major 7 and you're a beginning player, what comes to mind? C, right? You see an E flat minor. What comes to mind? E flat, right? That's the way it is when we're first starting off. Now, here's the interesting thing. There's sort of two things going on. There's uh, the mental part and the mechanical part, right? So um, I know music really well. I can play the saxophone great. I've been playing the bass for like four years. That's not a short amount of time. Four years is a long time. But when I see a B flat, I go to B flat. If I want to play the third of that chord, it takes me like a little split second to think of it and find it, right? So it doesn't just have to do with intellectually knowing what the third and such or such a chord is. There's then the instrument and finding our way. So it's, it's sort of a complicated thing. Seems like this isn't a big deal to talk about, but it is. I know like really pretty good level amateur and semi-pro uh, players. These are the folks that I work with all the time on these videos at jazzwire.net, all that. Good soloists, but they start on the root so much of the time. How about if we break that bad habit? Okay. Uh, and now it's as simple as slowing ourselves down and assigning ourselves, giving ourselves little assignments, okay? So here's what I want to do today. I'm going to use uh, as an example the song All of Me, great old standard tune. And what I'm going to do is suggest that we play the third. We're going to start every chord on the third. So first of all, when you see a C major chord, what is the third? Okay, it's an E, right? When you see an E7 chord, what is the third? So there can be some practice for a lot of us away from the instrument. You could put on the metronome and say out loud the third of the chords. E is the third of C major seven. Now, G sharp is the third of the E7 chord. A, <laughs> I screwed up. A is the next chord but C-sharp is the third. And now I was transposing too. That's my excuse. I was transposing into all kinds of different keys. You get the idea, right? This has, for some of us, not much to do with the instrument. It's, do you know the changes? I'm trying to do them by memory. And then do you know what the third of that chord is? Man, stuck in traffic, sitting on the subway. This is good practice to do. So let me do this. You're gonna see uh, the first 16 measures of the song, all of you. So let me do just this simple thing. I'm gonna go through and play the third of every chord. I'm not even gonna play what's on the sheet right now. I'm just gonna play the third of every chord. Okay, um, that was a little tricky for me because I rarely play the alto saxophone, uh, which is in a different key than the tenor and the soprano that I usually play. Anyway, I, I picked up the alto today just to challenge myself. Can I play this tune in a new key for me? I'm playing it in A major, as it turns out. 
do you, can I remember the changes? Now can I get the third? Can I calculate the third or can I hear the third? Uh, so even that right there is really, really challenging for a lot of us. So see if you can do that. Can you just play whole notes the third of each chord? I think you're going to find it's more challenging than you imagine, okay? So that's assignment number one. Assignment number two now, let's do this. So I wrote on the sheet a very simple classic lick. It's, it's not even a lick exactly. It's sort of a family of licks or this idea of the distance of the third to the fifth of a chord. That is a really, really classic sound that hundreds of licks by your favorite players. Um, that's what's going on behind there. So let me just play the sort of little etude I wrote. This is the first 16 measures of all of you. Right, so that's kind of a two for one in this video, this concept of making sure we can start on different pitches, but that classic lick is an amazing thing to do. So maybe you sort of combine two. So step one is can you just play the third on every chord? Prove to yourself you can do that. Now the second step for me is can I play something composed? It could be simple. It doesn't matter. It could be three, two, one, uh, something like this. It doesn't matter what it is, but the idea that you're now using this note, the third, in the context of something else. So it's like we're sneaking up on improvising, but not yet improvising. To me, that's a really important thing. I use that a lot in my teaching, is this trying to find this spot between uh, an etude and improvisation that sort of gets us closer there, so that when we jump you know, from the boat to the shore, we're close enough so we don't get our feet wet a little bit, right? So. Um, do that little etude. See if you can practice that. Now, the next thing is, can we actually improvise starting on the third of each chord? Now, that's a big limitation, right? Because perhaps the line you're playing isn't going to the third of the next chord. Perhaps the voice leading that you're doing isn't going to go to the third of the next chord. And here's the thing. That's the power of the assignment. You're going to have to think ahead. So I may be thinking for this, these whole first two measures, as I'm playing the C major stuff, I'm already thinking, I'm going to an E chord. The G sharp is my target note, right? So this gets us, it forces us to think ahead. It forces us to know where we are. It forces us to know where is the downbeat of the third measure because I need to arrive on a G sharp. It sounds like a lot to think about, and it is. How are we going to do it? There's that word again, practice, right? But this seemingly simple exercise has so much going on. If you're somebody that gets lost in the measure, this exercise will force you to know where you're at. It's, and, and believe it or not, you'll be able to do it because now you have targets, you have goals. 
every measure or every two measures, depending on the tune. Let me try to improvise a little bit, hitting the third at the beginning of every single chord change. Okay, so I played a little, I repeated back and did the first uh, eight measures or so that time. So, test me. Go through, listen to that again, and play or sing the third of every chord, and did I get it right at the beginning of every chord? I think I did, but uh, that's what the comment section is for. <laughs> you can uh, call me out if I didn't. This is challenging. I practiced this a little bit before hitting the, the play button on the video camera because um, it's a bit of a butt kicker. And now, if I had the guts to actually play uh, bass for you guys, it would be more of a butt kicker because I'm still learning the tool, learning how to operate the bass. My brain knows the notes just fine, but now there's this issue of, oh my God, where, where, where do my fingers go? All that kind of stuff, right? So this is such a good exercise. Again, bass players. Why am I calling out the bass players on this? Well, because their role is when they see a B flat, they play a B flat at the beginning of that measure. Unless we're getting into very advanced bass lines where perhaps we'd be on another note. But, you know, let's say 95% of the time, a bass player is there. They're programmed to do that. Their fingers go there. So now when it comes time to improvise, guess what? They're starting on the roots. So this is the same for all of us. Some of us may have the habit of starting on the third all the time. Okay, so now assign yourself to start on the fifth. It doesn't really matter what the note is. You know, chord tones are easier. Can you start on the seventh of every chord? It may be the major seventh or on a minor chord, a minor seventh, flat seventh, right? You could start on the sharp four of every chord, whether it's major, minor, it doesn't matter what, right? So this gives us mental flexibility and forces us into places on the instrument that we wouldn't normally be. This is such a great thing. And it's developmental, right? Don't feel bad if you're somebody that starts on the root all the time. That's a developmental thing. A little kid, when they see a balloon, are very likely to say, balloon, right? But a 10-year-old kid, when they see a balloon, they may say, huh, I want to go to the circus, right? There's a connection there. They don't just say the name of the thing. They're a little hipper. They're a little more advanced. Developmentally, they make connections. So that's what we want to get to. Awesome. So I hope, uh, I hope you're enjoying this, uh, you know, th this stuff, this idea, these videos. Please share the videos. Uh, please leave comments. Let me know how this goes for you. I know it seems easy, but I'm double daring you to give this a try and uh, report back. Let me know how this thing goes. All right, take care, folks.